I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and the world's gone rugby crazy! I know England's out, but you have to support your local team, and I've just worked out with the aid of an atlas that I live nearer to France than I do to Wales. So, um, va-va-voom! Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. Good morning, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and um, I'm with uh, Alan Cochran, the cockerel. Hold on. I'm with Emily Dean. And I'm with um, my best man, who I, I just take along to um, He's here all again, sorts yeah. of official meetings. <laughs> I know he has no capacity at Absolute Radio. <laughs> and um, he's going to broker a meeting with me in uh, Radio Lincoln is he? this oh, afternoon. Early for satire, isn't it? It early. is. It's early. <laughs> we're, off, we're off the satire block. Oh, I'm, I'm doing satire before my head leaves the pillow. <laughs> Don't worry I, about that. I, I, think, I, think, I think Neil Fox said that. Not Neil Fox. When I say Neil Fox, that was a slip of the tongue. He's not involved in any way. The good doctor <laughs> has not resigned, I am very glad to say. That would be terrible. So, um, if you want to text us, you can text us on 8.12.15. Are you, are you a bit warmer, Frank? Oh, I'm I a little say, bit warmer. He's been moaning. Ooh. I'm really feeling the cold today. Mm. You know it's how turned, it is. It's turned, it? It's turned. Yeah, it has turned. turned. I like saying it's turned, even if it hasn't. I just and, like uh, saying it. my government heating allowance check hasn't come yet. <laughs> and I'm damned if I'm turning it up before it does. So, yes, I'm, uh, I need some more layers, mm. if that's what I mean. I don't know if you know I run a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, they're in, the, they're in the post, apparently. So what, did you see the, um, by the way, the, lot, the big lottery winners this oh, week? did I see them? I, yes. I love them. Now, that, that man, Mr Lottery Winner Man, has made a terrible, terrible error because in the, in the sort of excitement of it all, he went on telly and said, you know, well, I'll be giving, we've done a list, we're giving money to our family, all of our family, mm-hmm. and, and all our friends will be getting some money. At what point this week, because he woke up at like three in the morning thinking, actually... Mm. I, I don't. Why? Did I say all? Yeah. <laughs> why did I say I was going to give people money? I'm not going to give anyone any money. Didn't they reckon they were going to make twenty of their friends millionaires? Oh, I see like that. that. You, you don't. Uh, just let it. Give it a minute. Let yeah. it sink in. Put the number on it, though. Yeah. Don't say on national television. Imagine if you're the mate watching. What? What if you're one of the ones who aren't made a millionaire? Yeah, yeah. One of those, mate. Your friend number 21. Yeah. Oh, God, how wicked will that be? I'm a big fan of their style as well, their joint style. She favours a cropped faux fur with a, with a Russian jean. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. She did look at me. She's East European. She looks a little bit East European. I don't mean that in, an un, in a fashionly unkind way. No. She looks like she could have been the mother of someone in tattoo. Do you well, know what I mean? Uh, he's got he's got hate on the old knuckles, anyway, which is a bit retro. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Although you couldn't see that it was definitely hate because there was a sovereign ring on one finger, so it was H T. Well, I imagine all those uh, letters will be yes. covered by sovereign rings by now. <laughs> Not long now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I imagine he's retro, wearing a sovereign cummerbund, <laughs> an enormous. <laughs> 
Anyway, good luck to them. Oh, yeah. And their 20 friends. I wouldn't mind being a pound behind them. Let's say that. Yeah, I think they should have said we're going to give them to 19 of our friends and then a member of the public chosen at random. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they could, they could have sort of completely hijacked the lottery this mm. week. They could have said, we're going to go through the phone book and blah, blah. It would have been more exciting. Oh, the, the numbers would have been easier as well, wouldn't they? Isn't it 16 million to one or something that, to win the lottery? Well, it could be you, though, apparently. It could be me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so don't, don't give up on that one by any means. I, um... What a week I had. Mm. I lost £101 about- million pounds on the lottery. <laughs> um, I did, but I, I forgot to collect it, to in be fact, honest. In fact, we've had a tweet about your week. Oh, really? This was from Melanie Fillmore, who says, I really enjoyed, at uh, Frank on Absolute, she calls you. That's your Twitter handle. Yes, that's, that's, my Twitter, that's my Twitter handle that I've never used. And <laughs> never will use! <laughs> At uh, Cheltenham Literary Festival last night. I was. I no, was there last weekend. Well, yes. Melanie says he rebuffed an invitation to a swingers party admirably. Very amusing. Yes. What? That's not as exciting as it sounds. It wasn't from King Louis. <laughs> <laughs> who I believe is some sort of regal figure in the swinging world. Um... <laughs> It's not very Cheltenham, it's not very CLF. Well, no, someone said to me that's quite a big um, scene. Um, oh. I mean, it's early in the morning, so let's not go into exactly no. what we... But um, there's, a, there's a big swinger scene, and a woman said... But this woman um, put her hand up and said, uh, I, I live on the race course, she began, which I thought was a peculiar... <laughs> what? I thought she was, like, she was a suffragette who'd been there for, like, about 100 years, who jumped in front of the king's horse, yeah. and he swerved, and she was too embarrassed to go home to say she'd been missed. But she invited me to uh, a, 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 a dubious party. Oh. Um, but I don't, I don't know if she was completely serious. I was... Um, I, I gave her a firm no. <laughs> oh, it was firm then? Very, yes, very firm. I wasn't, I wasn't going to be dragged in. No. Firm no. is a race course term, though, isn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I, uh, yeah, I soon turfed her out. Yeah, yeah, I said I soon... <laughs> yes, I'm now moving to terminology from the race course that I think is going to get more adult, so I'm going to stop doing that. <laughs> OK. And, but did uh, you have a good time at the the CLF? Oh, it was. I met all sorts of people. I met Mark Logue. That's who I met. Who? Exactly. <laughs> he came up to me is. and he said, hello, I, I'm, uh, I'm Mark Logue. And then he left that, uh, that pause for me to go, oh, well... Uh, and I, I looked... Um, I wanted to know who he was, but I didn't. He said, my grandfather um, taught George the Sixth not to stammer. Oh. And I said, oh, you're one of those, uh, one of those lokes. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, and he's written a book about, uh, about all that. And I, I spoke to him for about ten minutes, and I realised my accent had gone. Oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> so any, <laughs> any impediment, he just... It, it's like... <laughs> I didn't even touch the hem of his garment. <laughs> Did I mention his garment? Yeah, so that was, that was very exciting. And uh, I've been given a note. Do you want me to play the next... I'll play the next song. I mean, I'll just do what I'm told. Mm. Um, yeah, so... Um, he was very interesting man, very calming, relaxing man. Oh, that sounds yeah. nice. Yeah. I slept like a log. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Uh, yeah, so I had uh, I, t- I met him. I did a, a book signing at uh, Cheltenham, which is always a it's always a terrifying thing. I always imagine 
I once went into a bookshop and there was an author I didn't know and, and they were sitting at a table with a pile of books either side of them mm. peering through. No queue, no nothing. And they had the biro in their hand. I mean, at oh. least put the biro down. Like, you know, you, you could pretend you weren't at a sign. You could just be resting. Don't yeah. be poised. Yeah, maybe you'd come over a bit faint and somebody would run and got you a table and chair and a pile of books to sit and relax and, you know, <laughs> give you a bit of shade in the shade of the piles of books. But no. Not, don't stand there with the biro, the biro poised. Did you, did you have a healthy line though? It was, it was. I, I, though I say so, I shouldn't. <laughs> it was, it was quite a good line. And uh, and uh, a couple came up to me. How lovely is this? And this man said, "Our first date was when you played Cheltenham two years ago. Oh, and now here we are back again. So it was a sort of a." I like the way you say played Cheltenham like you're Bon Jovi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I enjoy that enormously. Well, I was certainly living on a prayer. Was <laughs> <laughs> that but it, the Literary Festival? Or yeah, the, li- the oh, Literary right. Festival. But it was uh, how lovely to be. I felt like a romantic, you know, instead of in, in one squalid way, I was just flogging a book. But in another way, I, I was like a gypsy violinist outside an outdoor cafe. You know what I mean? It was, nice. If you can be outside an outdoor cafe. And a very civilised first date, too. Like when they, when when you when you first said it, I was thinking they meant they'd come to see your stand-up, which is always high stakes on a first date. It I is think, isn't going it, yeah. to see stand-up, like you could. Have I always find that, humor. but then that's I'm sometimes dating the comics. So <laughs> yes. High stakes. Well, I, I yeah, I um I used to worry about first dates coming to my gigs because it's mm. uh, it's it's quite an overture for a relationship. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot to talk about after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, lots lots to tick and lots to cross off. Yeah. Uh, but um. The first time, my, my uh, uh, Kath, my girlfriend, our first date was, um, it was a bit, you know, some people, they like to, they like to uh, cut to the chase as, car, as far as the physical side of a relationship and do that, you know, yeah. straight away yeah. and not have the long romantic mm-hmm. going out for, yeah, we, um, we began, I, I texted Kath uh, or emailed her, I think, at, at work, she worked at the same place and said, um, shall we go on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> So I cut straight to the holiday. So our wow. first date was was a holiday. Wow, that's. Uh, that's I like that. That was quite celebrity of you because celebrities speed things up like they buy a dog after a week or something, don't they? Together. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. I said, um, I said, you can, I'll take you anywhere in the world, and she said, <gasps> uh, okay, the Lake District. Mm. So I thought, oh, good. Cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Love is going to be, you know, chip shop, chip shop type of a relationship. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something. You know what I've said to you before? They always struggle when I have to sign things because I never think of anything funny to say and I feel terrible mm-hmm. pressure. Um, mm-hmm. Can you never take that one bit of phrase there? I, I can never think of anything funny to say and isolate it and use it against me. Can I just make that clear? Um, I might have to. Um, I might have to spoil it with fairy liquid, the way people with eating disorders do when they put food in the bin. Um, but several people um, asked me to sign the book. Um, I've got pig iron. No. Yeah, which is uh, oh. something I used to shout a lot on this show. And Long time listeners faded away. Oh, I but how lovely that, that they that they that remembered shout. that. I was I was genuinely moved. That's nice. Uh, something though on on an interesting artistic point. I don't know if you remember, but last week I started the show with a with a with a, a joke about Victorian telly sales. Mm-hmm. Which yes. I was very, I was immensely proud of. It had come to me at the last minute, and I and I, I went away Some of thinking, best work, that, Frank. thinking I have set the nation rocking with laughter with that one. I was, I was proud. I was genuinely proud. So proud that when I did the talk at the, uh, was interviewed um, at Cheltenham on the night. I thought I'm, I'm going to tell them that because you know 
I want to hear that laugh. And I, I did the same, the Victorian telly sounds, yeah, nothing. Oh, oh wow. right. And it makes me wonder how much stuff I release into the ether whilst doing this show, thinking that has set the nation <laughs> roaring. <laughs> and, and people are just looking. It is weird. looking at each other. Of all of your oeuvre, that's what you thought, all right, I'll use that at the Cheltenham no, I, was, I thought, I, I, he I was thought, no, it. I, I thought it, was a, it was a masterpiece, I thought. <laughs> he had that little look on his face, his eyes twinkle. I even bat referred to it, thinking that people might find it funnier in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work either. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. I, uh, I, I have a question. Did you uh, see the news article this week about... The news this, uh, article? A news article. You're going through the papers. Going through like the papers. On, on like Sky a, News, when people like come a, on and go through the papers. <laughs> How exciting. I, was, I feel like I ought to uh, self-educate in my role as uh, media pundit. Is that not what I'm here for? <laughs> I, I like it when they do it on their tent. There's a suggestion that you, you can't expect the public to go through the papers yeah. on their own. No, no, they've got stuff going down, haven't they, the public? <laughs> exactly. They've got to deal with the school run and cooking and cleaning, whatever it is Just that they're breathing. getting on with. Whereas we're in the media, so I've gone yeah. through the papers. Uh, well done. <laughs> but typically, I've ignored some of the bigger stories <laughs> in favour of thinking through my stomach as usual. I hope you've um, saved me some of those very interesting leaflets that one often finds in the papers. Oh, yeah, I've got yes. some here for zip-up shoes and elastic waistband trousers. Well, that's <laughs> my winter sorted. <laughs> and the body muff, that's my favourite. Pardon? Yeah, I've heard that. It's a- Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the story, shall we? Yeah. Um, yeah, did you see this guy that uh, has lived off roadkill for 30 years? Respect. Um, yeah, respect. <laughs> see him? I, I've lived with him. I think there's something brilliant about that, Oh, isn't it? I thought it was fantastic. Oh, he disgusting. eats owl curry, which is great. Um, owl curry? Owl curry. Very exciting. Owl is quite unusual roadkill, isn't it? <laughs> it is. You Does he like... live near the, the owner of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? <laughs> I think maybe. Where is it that he lives? I think he lives in Dorset. How do owls get run over? I don't know. Maybe it's a very near-sighted owl who can no longer spot field mice from the sky. He's had to come down and track them. <laughs> it's not even like they can claim that it was in their blind spot, is it? Because they've got 360 spinny heads, haven't exactly, they? Exactly, yeah. I hope when they well, make the Well, he says, color. he's quite forensic about it. He says, if I don't know how an animal has died, before I eat it, I'll perform an autopsy on it first. <laughs> what? He says that. Yeah, yeah. He, he I, d- I do that with all meat. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> Quincy MD. I won't eat a steak and kidney pie if I haven't got the paperwork. Really? No, if oh. it's when it was killed and by whom. <laughs> quite and a, how. Quite Frank, a long that, sounds, that autopsy information, for me, that moved him from kind of lovable local character territory into downright creepy, right. I'm afraid. He's gone from eccentric yeah. to sinister. Well, it's better, though. It's better than leading animals into a shed and hitting them with a big electric prod, isn't it? I mean, that, yeah. it, well, I, I like clear. someone whose uh, diet is basically chosen by fate. Mm. Badger, badger stew. Badger stew. That's not a person that he knows. That's uh, that's something that he's cooked. Yeah, but if it, you know, it's dead anyway. That's that's my point. Yeah, that's his point too. He mm. uh, he he doesn't buy supermarket meat. I guess I suppose no need. Thirty years and I people just, go around for it. I tell you what worries me is if he's mm. sitting at home and, and he thinks, "Oh, I'd love a bit of of a bit of badger stew." <laughs> is he going <laughs> to leave it to chance or is he going to get the car out? Well. <laughs> 
It's funny you should say that because I happen to have a friend who's very into roadkill and eats roadkill as well. D- what? Oh, just hold on a minute. Yeah, I've got a mate that eats roadkill and the law is. I thought this bloke was a complete one off. You've got a mate who does it. Yeah, TV, uh, not TV, uh, comedian Rob Rouse is a fan of roadkill and, uh, and he eats it and um, he, he told me. <laughs> He told me that you're not allowed to pick up what you've hit. You have to leave it and the person after. Because if not, there's the danger that you could use your car as a weapon to yeah, kill of creatures. Strange law of yeah. the streets. It's, uh, it's, it's not even the law of the jungle. I think it's the law of the highway and jungle. It's, it's a sort of weird... But yeah, he's gone for everything, hasn't he, this guy? And some of it he's found by foraging, just animals that have died, I guess. Yeah. Oh, um, but that, you know, you don't know what they've died of, for a start. Well, he does, because he's a taxidermist, and... And he uh, performs and he autopsies, performs like autopsies. Quincy. Oh, he's a taxidermist. <laughs> See, I once had this yeah. long conversation with Laura Solon, who's very interested in taxidermy. I asked her... If it would be, because she, you know, one this of the problems. Like the worst name dropping conversation we've had, Rob Rouse no, and Laura. So. No, but look, one of the problems, I think, of taxidermy is getting dead animals. Yeah. Mm. And, and I was talking about roadkill. Mm hmm. And, um, of course, one of the problems is they're often, um, they've got quite a bit of a tyre mark on them, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if you could mix and match. If you found three, <laughs> you know, if you found three different <laughs> rabbits, I mean, why, why keep it to the same species? Yeah. Bit of fox, bit of badger. <laughs> <laughs> you could have a, 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 a fabulous um, dog and badger. Dog two, and badger. Call two, it the dog. Has texted in. Well, you could call it the, if there was a, if there was a pub called the Dog and Badger. You could make them a dog stroke badger, which they could have in a glass case in the bar as a conversation <laughs> piece. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, two one two. Frank has texted in. Is Al Curry not the pub landlord anymore? <laughs> 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 Tremendous stuff. I tell you what, I would like people to text in. What's what unusual things they've eaten? Let's keep it clean. I, I will eat anything through politeness. If somebody serves it up, I'll have it. I've had I've had whale when in Iceland. Didn't realise that they were endangered at the time. But also, you know, if if you're a house guest of people and they offer you a delicacy, you have it, don't you? Yeah. Not if David Baddiel offers you goat curry, but that's another I story. Would. You turned down goat curry. <laughs> I'd have it. I think we'll we'll come to that after this. Um, oh, okay. Very very interesting to find out what uh, Emily turned down at David Baddiel's house. <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Oh, absolutely beautiful. That was. Um, I think you'd call it the do. It's D-O, anyway, and it's called uh, Too Insistent. With D-O with a slash through the O, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those. Nordic. Uh, Scandinavian. Nordic or, yeah. 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 But I don't want to talk about it at length, because obviously this bit won't go out an hour's time on uh, digital radio. Mm. I'd quite forgotten that. Well, that was my little subtle reminder. <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to talk about Roadkill and the man who eats it, who I'm still rather obsessed by. Yes. No, it's, li- it's a great story. I like the fact, Frank, as well, that he sort of draws the line at certain things. Like, he's quite down on moles, I find. You won't <laughs> eat moles? He says they're horrible, they have a rancid taste. Mm. And well, at least he tried them. Yeah. He's not, he's, not, he's not sure about mice as well. Apparently he describes me... mice qualify as roadkill? I shouldn't <laughs> think there's a lot left to work with if a mice gets... If a, yeah. a mice, if a mouse gets it. I did think that. Some of the things that he's eating are quite small. There's not great portioning going on. No. You're hope quite adventurous a, with food, Frank. I hope I he's got a freezer. Would he eat a fox? Oh, I've never oh, eaten a fox. No, fox is in there. He's had fox, and apparently the people that come round to his for dinner, they like fox. 
which made me think that he's a sort of early trailblazer for the story of the Gruffalo. But uh, <laughs> that's that's only going to appeal to parents of children of certain age. There'll be lots of those listening. Good, excellent. I hope they take off the little waistcoat first. Yeah, I don't think the they all wear those. Oh, <laughs> oh, I no, thought I they th- did. I think that's optional on a fox. <laughs> I swerved to avoid a fox once, and it is best man. Oh, oh. crossing the road with him at the time. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I, you know, it shouldn't have been, been there. Do you know, that's so good, I want you to repeat that at the Cheltenham Mystery <laughs> Festival <laughs> next year. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think it might be a little out of date. By <laughs> yeah, stale fox. Your thing, <laughs> Yeah, um, so... He has squirrel stir-fry, which I thought was a mistake. Surely if you can have squirrel, don't serve it as a stir-fry, serve it as mm. a nibble. Hey, squirrel oh. nibbles. I, I'm with you. They do, don't they? Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> do they <laughs> nibble or do they gnaw? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, I've not um, thought it through. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They might need, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not writing it off. I've, um, I've had a lot. I suppose the most uh, outrageous thing I ate, yeah, was live squid. Ooh. Oh, which uh, was in that was in Korea. Oh, was and, it? Uh, was it uh, a football based trip? It was football based, and uh, it's quite lively. Um, the squid, Korea, I mean, yeah, I mean, can that, be like no, it. No, live squid. <laughs> it, no, this was South Korea. Oh, okay. North Korea is a bit more. Um, a bit more tasty. It's a bit more low-key. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you, they... It, I mean, I, I don't... I, maybe I shouldn't describe it on the right. It sounds a bit cruel. But anyway, you eat it while it's still kicking. And you have to put... Um, you have to put uh, oil on it oh. before you put it in your mouth so that it can't get any purchase with its suckers. Oh. You know they have those suckers on the tentacles? Yeah. Oh, I know, all right. Um, yeah, so it'll get a grip on, on your tongue and your throat on the way down if you don't... If you don't <laughs> the producer off. looks like she may be physically <laughs> sick at this stage. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, sorry about that. I, I'll, I'll change well. the song. No, but so- you can feel the suckers against your throat. It's like eating a bath mat. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, yeah, but it did s- taste nice. snail porridge, Frank? I have had snail porridge, yeah. Oh, what did oh, you think? Oh. I'll eat anything, basically. You, I, do you know you will? And I, it's one of your best qualities. <laughs> Thanks very much, but let's not go into that now. I, um, I, I, had, putri- I had putrefied shark in oh, Iceland. Were you in Iceland? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh. their delicacy. How yes. did you find shark? Um, well, they, they bury it in the ground until it rots, absolutely rots. Yeah. And then they cut it into cubes and you eat it like that. But it is the strongest. It was like um, Vic Vapor Rob, mm. if you're familiar with that. Oh, so it, cle- so. it clears your head beautifully. Oh, yeah, perfect. It's not yeah. a snack, though, is it? <laughs> well, it's not I exactly. want it as a food stuff. No, but, you know, I, 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 it's, I like a bit of novelty when you're out and about abroad, and because I don't drink, I have to, I yeah, have to yeah. eat weird stuff. So, you know, I've had uh, dog and crocodile and mosquito. No, not mosquito. That would be ridiculous. Scorpion. <laughs> um, I've had chocolate-covered ants. My... Uh, my brother-in-law got me chocolate-covered ants for Christmas last year. Oh, that's a nice present. It's all right, yeah. <laughs> Black or red? <laughs> is, is this that programme again? <laughs> no, this is, the, this is a new version of it. I've heard that they... Did you say they're going to recommission it if they change the format? No, to Which what? is basically saying we're going to recommission a programme. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Chocolate-covered ants, that, that, that I haven't tried. All right. Oh. I'll tell you what else I had. I walked up to a, a, a football, um, you know, the sort of uh, the burger vans at the football. I mm. walked up to one of those, ordered a burger as the woman sneezed into her hands, and I thought, 
she'll wash her hands before serving me my burger and she just served me my burger and I ate it through politeness. That's that's crippling, isn't it? And now again, Emma looks a bit ill. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling a bit ill myself and I believe that's how the typhoid uh, epidemic of the 1930s started. Oh, no. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. One of the great things about uh, doing a radio show with the deputy editor of InStyle magazine is we get searing comments about the ladies' outfits <laughs> on the, on, on the uh, telly. We have the telly on mute in the background. We should just say that's Emily, by the way, in case anyone's thinking that the cockerel's got a dirt job in. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that you could be the deputy editor of, of InStyle. It, it would be it would be style S T I L E, and it would be a rambling. <laughs> that's my view. Um, on style. Magazine with a picture of a man in Wellingtons. Yeah, that sounds like. <laughs> now this woman, uh, uh, as you said, had got a terrible bra. <laughs> well, no, I just I wasn't sure whether she had one, and I just think it's important when appearing on telly or in life, really. I agree. Um, Papa bra. I agree. Sort out, yeah. The sort worst all thing, that area out. The worst thing is the two-story bra. You know that. I one? know you have a you have a serious issue with that. I, d- I don't like that. Do you know that when you get like a the fold oh, in the middle oh, yeah it's a yeah. kind of balconette effect <laughs> it is they have, it the, what, does the, what is the French the French say about um, <clears throat> bosty women mm. they say uh, uh, du monde de balcon mm. the, uh, the world the world on their balcony is the, is the idea <laughs> <laughs> a fabulous thing oh, I rather like oh I'm very pro French now that uh, mm. now that I've worked out how close we live to them so um what else? Well, we have various else? people with their uh, missives saying what weird stuff they've eaten. <laughs> oh yeah, what yeah. have they eaten? Uh, Seven Two O has has let us know. Um, my friend is right. You cannot take what you kill home. My friend and I took home a dead deer. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's a result, isn't it? <laughs> friend and I took home a dead deer we found on the road. I don't like venison, but hey, why not? That's basically a text version of it's free, isn't it? That's yeah. nice. Yeah. And you can go divining with the head. He yes. could have. Just we, hold it by the end of the antlers and you'll probably find. did, but opted not to tell us because it's under 140 characters. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Divining with the head. Oh, that would <laughs> yeah. eat up his uh, quota. Deer head divining. The uh, strangest thing I ate was rat curry in Paris. Was it Paris? Yeah. Mm. Rat curry in a Vietnamese place in Paris. That's globalisation for you in a sentence, isn't it? Yeah. Vietnamese place in Paris. I'd be afeard of, uh, of eating rat, I think. Would you? Oh, yeah. I associate them with uh, a lot of disease carrying. Sewers and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And also be worried that after I might start finding myself going... Which um something I personally couldn't live with. One one five six, Frank. Do you think this roadkill guy makes foxtail soup? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is one of the pluses, of course, is you get to keep the tails for uh, yeah for hats. Yeah, for um, a bit Grizzly Adams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was thinking Davy Crocky, but it, I think his was coonskin cat. Was it raccoon? I was thinking Foxy Bingo once again. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose it's more of a foxy lottery when they're crossing the road. <laughs> <laughs> Poor creatures. So, Frank, what did you think of old Macca's nuptials? Well, I love, I love Paul McCartney. I th- mm. He's a national, he is a national mm. treasure, I think. And I was, um, I was very delighted about the whole thing. I, I couldn't believe that neighbours complained about uh, him making a noise. If the Beatles can't make a noise, yeah, yeah. what's the point? It's weird. What? <laughs> What kind of neighbourhood relationship were they hoping for? <laughs> I'll I tell you something I noticed, though, is that um, 
First of all, there's a, there's a, a song called James McCartney who I've never heard of before. It seems to have come out of yes. nowhere. Mm-hmm. Who also does the thumbs up gesture? I noticed. I noticed that, <laughs> and also there was a picture of um, is it what is it Nancy the uh, um, the bride? Oh yeah. yes, I love her. Yeah. She oh, was doing her. a thumbs up as well. Really? Yeah. So much talk about the influence the Beatles have had on <laughs> culture and music, but it's the thumbs up. Yeah. That, is, that they are continuing to spread. <laughs> Big fans of the thumbs up. You see, I, I just assumed it was a hereditary thing, perhaps. Like, no, but it's true because when I saw the Sunday, I thought, well, it's really curious. Why is he doing it? Sort of, it might be like a sloping shoulders thing or something. Do you think they're aliens? <laughs> you know that that the, in the Invaders, that old uh, sci-fi TV show, that people, the people, the the aliens couldn't bend their little fingers. That's mm. how you could spot them. Oh no! You had to get them to drink tea. Really, <laughs> ideally, was <laughs> yeah. The neighbours, Frank, though, is. What was strange and I couldn't work out is who would possibly have an axe to grind? Who would possibly be so upset about this wedding that they might they might decide to call the police? Yes. I don't think it's someone oh. in Newcastle, maybe. Well, it's... it's <laughs> I know, I, I see what you're getting at. Well, there was, there, was a, there was a comment in the Daily Mail when this woman called Sue said, am I the only person on this planet who can't stand Paul McCartney? And I thought... No, I think there's one other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where have you been? Have you not read the And that's it. But uh, I, oh, I wonder how Ringo... Because Ringo was there, and Ringo mm. did his, his peace sign, which he always does. What is it with the Beatles <laughs> with their hand gesture rivalry? Ringo was asked, as he got a comment to make, and he said, peace and love, which yeah. is like his catchphrase. All he ever his... says. Yeah, but it's, you say it's his catchphrase. <laughs> it's not something he's well, thought, I've had a brilliant idea, something that no-one's ever said before. <laughs> peace and love. I think what it is is that if he doesn't say peace and love, he knows that what he will say is Thomas the Tank Engine <laughs> pulled into the Quite problem. But what about when he told people he wouldn't sign autographs anymore yeah. and he oh, said, yeah. I'm warning you with peace and love? <laughs> Can you do that anyway? But why Why don't they, one of them come up with a really original and yeah. different hand gesture and burn the other one out the water? <laughs> I think what they should do is they should construct some sort of shadow puppet hand gesture that looks like a beetle. Oh, you could do yeah. the antennae with the... T- I'm demonstrating this yeah. now. You'll have to trust me. It looks me, good. Webcam yeah. time. And then reflect like a large beetle on the wall behind oh. them. And then, you're, you know, who's going to want a thumbs up after that? Do you know what? I'm happy to donate my arthritic claw. It's up for grabs. <laughs> Should Ringo want it? I'm glad that it's up for grabs. That seems, <laughs> that seems very brilliant. apt. Of course, the other reason for the neighbours going and asking for the music to be turned down is that they may have known that Mark Ronson was about to start his DJ sets. That was oh, another did thing. He do, did he oh, do that? It was literally just as he was about to begin. I wonder if it was actually Macca re- regretting having booked him and just sending a text to them, you couldn't come round and complain, could you? So that we can turn this down. Do you think he, he rude booking him? He may. Was it a Macaroo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, I'm terribly sorry, everyone. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we've had a text in from Kaz. Um, she says, Mum used to give us a teaspoon, I don't know if it's teaspoon or tablespoon, a Vicks rub when we had a cold, and she used to put sugar on it to make it taste better. <laughs> Did you get this treat as a child? I oh. like that she thinks that out of the three of us, perhaps it was you that would have got this treat. Yeah, <laughs> probably. That's probably a safe bet. But no, we never. If we got sore throats, my mum used to give us a, a spoonful of butter with sugar dipped in sugar and we had to swallow that in in one go really oh sounds quite nice and mm. hot pop of course 
hot pop for a cold. So, um, anyway, I don't know if um, the young people who listen to this show want to hear about hot pop. <laughs> they probably want to hear some hot pop. We should just <laughs> say that we are asking people what weird things they've eaten, shouldn't we, just in case anybody's just turned on and thought, what is this talk of uh, Vicks and sugar? Somebody's texted in, 050 has texted in saying uh, that, um, hang on, I've now lost it. Oh. Where's it gone to? Well, there it is. Dipping toast in your cup of tea. It's not just me who thinks that's gross. Then again, I have been known to eat my wife's toenails. Uh, what, yeah. dipped in tea? Or? No, it doesn't mention that. <laughs> no. But dipping toast in your cup of tea, he thinks that's gross, but then he's fine to eat wife's toenails. I don't mind eating toenails if you take the pith off the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, don't mind the, I don't mind the crackling, but I don't like the... Uh, Curious hearing that phrase used in that context, and I like it. Practically. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, <laughs> I, um, I had my, uh, my photograph taken this week. I'm, oh, lovely. I'm in the midst of a showbiz world at the moment. We're recording. Oh, I'll tell you what. We, we're, you know, you're never off. No, it's true. I'm, um, I'm uh, recording... Uh, oh, God, do you, do you really want to hear what I'm... I'll tell you yes. anyway. We're doing, yeah. uh, we're, we're doing Room 101 and we're recording at the moment. We had um, Hilary DeVay on this week, you know, oh, from... Um, she made her millions in the haulage industry. I've heard that. Didn't she? Mm. Um, um, I, she's, got a, she's taken on uh, uh, a look... She's a very glamorous woman, but taken on a look of... Um, Laurence Olivier's Richard III, which I, I think is, is a fashion um, a fashion approach, which has been... Um, there was one, I think, the, the first replacement in Bananarama, the one who replaced Chabon Fahey, she had that same look. Oh, yeah. Very rare. But um, she's a very glamorous woman, Hilary. And uh, um, nobody got my um, divay of the dragon uh, joke. Can I just point that out? Which well, I thought oh. was quite clever. But, oh, um, that's a first-class joke, Frank. Thank you very much. But it's been that it's been that kind of a week, and so I ended up doing a, what I can only call a photo shoot. Oh, lovely! And, uh, festivals, which photo hoodie, shoot. Which, I know, which hoodie crazy. did you crack out? Did you go well, electric blue? Well, no, I was blue? very suit and tie. Love, oh. yes. and um, I picked up an interesting tip about what to do with my face, <laughs> basically. So oh, I've been wondering. I'm, I'm all ears. Yeah, well, that's one of my problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I uh, apparently I look at my best when my eyes are very wide open. It, it's a sort of a it's a sort of a quick fix facelift. Um, yes. A look of astonishment is what I what I need to I'm adopt. Doing one now, I'm yeah. thinking, Is this working for me? So you see, I'm going to do one now just for you to see. When I do that, I look younger, more because all the wrinkles disappear. Right. So I don't need to be airbrushed. I need to be ambushed, <laughs> ideally. But when I'm astonished. Apparently, it knocks ten years off me. Oh. So, you'll if you've got anything pro- astonishing to tell me, please do. The pros do. never smile, you'll notice. What do they do? For that reason. Frank's I know the pros never right. smile, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> no, the pros never smile. They're not, they're not paid that much. They don't kiss either. It's a film, isn't it? Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's true, because my um, godmother, 70s pop singer Lindsay DePaul, yes. told me a trick... <laughs> Which is... Um, Won't somebody <laughs> dance with me? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, my godmother, 70s pop singer Lindsay DePaul, um, taught me a trick. She always used to say to me when I was, when I was like, quite a young child, she'd go, Emmy, Emmy, tongue behind the teeth. And that means if you put your tongue behind your teeth when you're posing, your jawline will stay intact. Is that right? Why I needed to worry about this age seven, I'm not quite sure. But start but early. Do you go top or bottom like teeth? This. Behind. Not that everyone can see. I'm gonna well, top top set or bottom yeah, set. Top set, tongue behind top set, and it gives you a nut. Oh, you're doing it! Oh, 
telling There's you, there's people lovely. doing it now. That's what, they're well, in their conflicts. Gary, Gary Bushell. Do you remember Gary Bushell used to be the, <laughs> yes. the yes. Sun columnist? <laughs> Gary Bushell, he's probably would be called <laughs> if he worked in America. I'm perplexed as to what his bearing is in this fashion photo <laughs> conversation. Well, I was being uh, photographed once at. Um, Wherever it is where that the, the sun places are. Where is he? Oh, a whopping. A whopping, that's mm. right. Oh. And um, I was being... And I was being... You had to be photographed with him when he interviewed you. And he said, <laughs> the secret is, is to laugh out loud when you're being... So if you look like you're smiling, you go, ha, 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 And it looks more natural in the... It doesn't look like one of those fixed false grins. Oh, really? And I've used that a lot, often without warning the person who's photographing me, <laughs> if, if photographing is not acceptable. <laughs> Nearly that. Yeah, exactly. So they'll say, OK, I'm just going to get you a picture, and I go, ha, 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 for the duration. And some people don't like it. Mm. It's as simple as that. Well, Frank, you have to choose between your eyes and your teeth anyway when being photographed. Is there? Yeah. Because if you want to have a nice smile, your eyes aren't going to look nice. Your eyes will look a bit Ryan Giggs. Where, do you see what I mean? Yes. It's one or the other. Or wandering. It's like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It's like being a lady when you get older. You have to choose between your, your bottom and your face. Oh. Have you not heard this? Mm. No, but uh, <laughs> Frank. that's why I carry a coin at all times. <laughs> Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. I worked with um, Julian Clary once, and oh. he's one of these people who's worked out his good side and his bad side. Oh, I think I did that once and then forgot it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm still searching, personally, but uh, he was very... We, I was in a... a, a ITV pantomime with him and all the scenes had to be changed round so that his his good side was uh, facing the camera. Is that right? Really? And I thought it's a good job I haven't got a good side because what about if we both had the same good side that would have been a difficult scene. Mm. We had to have done every scene on a tandem. <laughs> mm. But um someone told me that he he wouldn't do the Michael Parkinson show because Michael Parkinson wouldn't change sides from where he normally I mean that's extreme isn't he he could have sat they could have been done like you know cab driver style he could have sat behind yeah Yeah. well anyway it didn't happen did Mariah, he have a touch Mariah of Bell's Carey's... palsy or something, was it that? Touch of Bell's palsy. Was it that? Is that why he was going for the other side? I think he had a touch of Paul's Bellsy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... <laughs> what else? Frank, I'd just like to read out this email we've had in oh, from yes. Madeline. Um, and Lovely name. It's re- I love it. It's regarding cat kill. She says, what's the opinion of eating cat kill? My, ca- <laughs> my cat brings me rabbits, pigeons, weasels and loads of smaller things on a regular basis. He spent time and effort killing these and my standard response is to bin these gifts. Am I allowed to eat these kills? They're free-range organic, That's already dead. It's a brilliant idea. It's like Tesco home delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have them. I think, uh, given that this show's already gone uh, on record and said that we're anti-waste, then yes. have it. I think it's a beautiful bonding thing for the for the cat as well, to, for it to bring you a starling and watch you eat it. Mm. A starling seems slightly sadder though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think with the cat you've got to take, you know you've got to you've got yeah. to eat what's been brung. There's no shopping list, is there? No, Just exactly. It. No, it's it's what it can get. Get it down, you. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've noticed a weird thing about myself. Uh, this week, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm scared. I, uh, it's, it's really <laughs> weird. I've noticed that I've got various gaps in my cultural knowledge mm. where... Oh, well, I've noticed that. 
Yeah, exactly. I wasn't going to bring it up. <laughs> well, let me tell you, it's come <laughs> to my attention because I think four different people in the last month or two have assumed that I've seen the film Kez. Do you know, do you know <laughs> the film in, Kez? In fairness, Alan. Four people in a month. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, isn't Are it? Are you doing falconry as a pastime? <laughs> I'm not, no, but I, I, just, uh, I just live in the north and people assume, I suppose. Yeah. And also, there's a weird thing with that do film. They still, is, that what, is that what happens in the north? People trying to wheedle cares into the conversation. <laughs> it's left, right and centre, honestly. Oh. I think and Ryan Glover might have had a, an ooh matrix in that as well. Uh, he might have, mm. but I haven't seen it, so I oh, wouldn't I know. Oh, I see, I'm sorry. Did he have a long leather jacket? I think he did, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, well, that's spoiler alert for me. But now I'm in this weird situation where uh, it's now becoming clear that I need to see it because people are going to reference it all my life, aren't they? They're always going to, oh, yeah, you know, obviously you've seen Kez. I'm sure and even then somebody the... told me that you're meant to call it Kess, because it's... Are you? Are you? It's short In fairness, Alan... I think that's the Tom Jones song. You saying this, though, is like a bit like me saying, oh, I've never seen Sex in the City. Haven't you? Yeah. No, of course I have. Oh. <laughs> but that's my point. <laughs> oh, it would I be see, that right. ludicrous. Yeah, yeah me saying I've never seen Match of the Day. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think one does expect you to have seen... I mean, come on, get your culture sorted. I really need to do that, don't I? But it's weird that I... And I've got loads of those. Well, I got we got I got approached by I think it was the Guardian newspaper, and you had to you had to name a book that you um, a a well known book that you hadn't read, right? Oh yeah. And um, mine was um, Robinson Crusoe. Oh yeah. Which I've have you ever read that? In my youth. Yeah, you see, I well, yeah, but it did just come out. <laughs> it, was, you know, it, was, it was the talk of the town. <laughs> but um, I, I, I no, I've never read, and it's one of those. I mean, obviously, there's loads of books I haven't read, but it's it's a book I feel I've been on the verge of reading for about twenty five years and never got round to. Yeah, mm. yeah. I like anything um, with a mysterious footprint at the centre of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park, Robinson Crusoe, Paul McCartney's garden last weekend. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen the stage version of Robinson Crusoe, but I don't know how much I learnt from I don't know how close it was to the book. Let's put it this way, it starred Norman Wisdom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's an odd choice. I was I was thinking about this. It's a, as I as I recall the Norman Wisdom, it's an odd choice. It was a panto, Robinson mm. Crusoe. It's quite an odd choice, isn't it, for a panto? For a panto I think well there's one man in choice. it for yeah. most of the time. <laughs> Look out behind you, there's some sand. <laughs> takes, takes some of the excitement out of it. Frank, 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 Skimmer, Frank Skimmer, Absolute Radio. We've had a text in on 037. <laughs> we were showing Kez in school as part of our English studies, and that was in Inner London. Maybe it was part of a cultural exchange. For me, mm. yeah. Oh, it was because Alan was admitting he'd never seen the film Kez. And he Kes. was rather... Oh. Kestrel. It's Kestrel. And I'd call it Kez. Yeah, everyone calls it Kez. They do. <laughs> Don't start telling us what it's called. You haven't even seen it. I haven't seen it. It's yeah. Weird. Mind your own business until you've entered the world of Kez with the rest of us. But it is one of those films that you can have not seen that you still want to, whereas there are some films that I haven't seen that there's no point now, like Sixth Sense. There's no point in watching that, because no. I know that... No. Or don't, 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 don't say the ending. Or they don't like spoilers. What, like me, though, well, No, but there might be some people that don't know. Oh, There's a who big spoiler. Oh, now <laughs> I'm still reeling from the kissing, the uh, the crying game. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one I haven't seen. No, there I we go. No, spoiler well, alert. That's what I thought. What 
have you got? What have you got against spoiler films? There's a lot um, of them. In there. Well, Frank, I actually saw uh, The Damned United recently, and Come that's on, what's about, your language? That's about three or four years old, at yeah. least. When did you? Oh, really? Yeah, I saw it like, two I saw weeks it ago. At, I saw it at the cinema when it came out. That's how on the button I am. Well, mm. can I just say, I have a, a brief review of The Damned United. <laughs> well, I, I love the idea that we're reviewing The Damned United. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were reviewing the briefs. In the I'll be United. talking about It's a Wonderful Life after this, yes. <laughs> and I'll be doing The Jazz Singer with Al Joss. <laughs> Not enough dialogue, The Guardian. <laughs> um, an excellent film. People the Damn United, there you go. The Guardian. Go out to no. your local cinema. Oh. No, oh. bar one element. Oh. Michael Sheen's teeth. And I tell you for why. Okay. Michael Sheen, everything, the period detail was fantastic in that film. The brown soily wallpaper. You don't know, it's, it's, it's the sort of live story of... Well, not the live story. It's when Brian yeah. Clough, the well-known football manager, um, worked at Leeds United. Yeah. For a short time. Great 44 idea for a, days. Great think, idea yeah. for a film. No, but it actually is really interesting. I loved yeah. it. Well, it's a great book as but well. Frank, what's going on with his teeth? He's meant to be a disgusting old 70s man. Mm. And he's got these ridiculous Simon Cowell Hollywood teeth. How often Don't say you didn't notice. Well, no, I... I it ruined I, the entire film It's for true. Me. In, oh. I don't know why film set in the past um, don't bring me in as a tooth consultant. <laughs> <laughs> I can do medieval if I have to. If they, if they want to look at the back molars, I can do um, the Dark Ages. <laughs> yeah. I, but why didn't he just get some old, or, you know, paint some black bits on it? Or well, people in the 70s drunk yeah. whiskey and smoked. They didn't have teeth like that. You're quite right. I mean, um, David Baddiel always used to say that the later Brian... You know when Brian Clough started to look terrible when, mm -hmm. he was, when the drink was out of hand? Um, David Baddiel always used to say that he looked like a, a black currant crumble. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, he did. He, he went down, but he, he was—he was quite a handsome young man. But uh, yeah. yeah, no one had nice teeth in the in the seventies. It just quite made right. me slightly question Michael Sheen. I have to be honest. Who I oh, normally well, like, I question him. His... Surely. Well, yes, he should have had the fake teeth. I question his morali morality. Now. The director should have—they yeah. should have lit it. Yeah. yeah, they should have put a little um, yellow underlight just tucked <laughs> under the top lip, like like a skull bandit. <laughs> It just uh, just came down there. I know what you mean, though, about it ruining the film. I have a similar thing with the usual suspects, uh, which Don't I liked. Don't say the ending. Which oh. I liked, but uh, couldn't believe Pete Postlethwaite as a six-foot-odd Indian man the, with a really bad Indian accent. Oh, I you forgot know? he was an Indian man. In oh, I didn't know they did weird. that anymore. It's really weird. Yeah. Yes. It well, wasn't that long ago that he was Irish in a cell with Giuseppe, wasn't he? Oh, he was... He's no longer with us, I believe, Pete Poston. No, right? he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, he's I'm not slacking time. him off. I'm just saying he was missing. No, I know you're not. I know you're not slacking. No, I'm never suggesting. What, what? I can't believe that we've now reviewed The Damn United and criticised Pete Pothelswhite <laughs> in The Usual Suspects. <laughs> I'm loving it. I wasn't too sure about um, Robert Vaughan in The Magnificent Seven. Really? Oh. <laughs> no, that's a lie. I thought he was magnificent. <laughs> I was just trying to think of some sort of out-of-date review, and I'm afraid that was the best I could come up with. I had to, I had to lapse into error. <laughs> Can you imagine how that feels for me? Ah, oh, music, music, music. Absolute Radio, Frank Skinner. We've had some texts in, Frank. Good. Uh, four, five, six. My dad went to school with the director of Kez. Oh, it's, well, it's Kez Day, by the way, <laughs> on the Frank Skinner show. <laughs> Somewhat late to the party. Ken Loach. And one of his claims to fame is putting Ken in detention. 
Oh, that's nice. No, no one put. Hold on, he went to school with him. Yeah, his and dad. And he put him in detention. Yeah, I don't really understand. It's a very democratic school where the What's... children voted <laughs> yeah. on the detention of their fellow pupils. Did he go to school at the Lord of the Flies High School? <laughs> that's that's why Ken Loach has grown up to be a socialist. <laughs> yeah, he was put under house arrest, like. Um, <laughs> Oh, I hope four, five, six isn't lying, and we haven't caught him out. No, no, no I don't his think, dad was a teacher. I don't think four. He sounds honest to me. Four, five, six. I love the, the lovely sense of um, sequence about <laughs> his name. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's caught on on it. Four, five, and six. <laughs> yeah. <it? laughs> how often? How often do we get a straight flush? <laughs> texting Not that often. Oh, on the subject of strange foods we've had somebody uh, texting saying they uh, they knew a chap from Zimbabwe that had tasted giraffe. He said it was quite good. <laughs> <laughs> was it Egon Rowe, eh? <laughs> giraffe, did you say? He's underwhelmed, isn't he? Yeah. That's, uh, that's Robin who's texted in with that. I like yeah. um, I like a bit of a uh, second-hand food thing, but it wasn't <laughs> even Robin who tried it. What have you... I've never met anyone who's tried giraffe. I must as far come as on you a, know. Oh, come on one of my very, grandfathers very must long. have had it, Frank. <laughs> How long is the bat that that, that comes on? Yeah, you'd want a hot dog roll, wouldn't you? Yeah, we want one that went on forever. Or maybe you eat it. Um, I'm, I'm thinking now. You know, you know, there's two handles on the head of a giraffe. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you hold on to them, and then you eat your way down towards them. Also, I'm, I'm thinking long bench, slightly broigle feast. I like it. Mm. Um, that would be nice. Yeah, you mm. could all sit along a bench yeah. and yeah, and have a plate, and then a bit more neck. And Quite. I mean, I'm only thinking about the neck. I'm sure the body's got some good meat on it. Somewhere, yeah. yeah. It's, once you've stripped the crazy paving off the outside. <laughs> <laughs> We've had uh, an email in as well, Frank, from, well, S- from things Sid. Things are looking up. Sid, quite a sort of 80s gas campaign. Hold on, have we, have we got time <laughs> to do this thing? I th- we have, it's all right. Oh, OK. Sid says, while clearing out my father-in-law's attic a few years ago... Well, I've heard some euphemisms in my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry on. We came across some Swiss Army toilet paper. <laughs> it was 20 <laughs> or so small squares of Isal-type grease-proof oh, paper. Oh, Isal, that's the sharp stuff. Stapled. Probably sharper than the penknife of the same Well, it's funny you <laughs> should say sharp, because he says stapled into a booklet with Swiss Army on the cover. I, what a great find, Sid. That that is. I wonder if there was a one sheet of that Swiss Army toilet paper that you could use for removing excrement from a horse's hoof. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that all the toilet paper in uh, Switzerland is that Isel shiny stuff. That, I'd see what Lewis Hamilton and Phil Collins mm. have to have some sort of comeback for being tax exiled. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner. Frank, we were talking about things that spoil films for you, mm-hmm. and 530 has texted in to say, I struggle to suspend my disbelief in 300 when the Greek queen had a very obvious vaccine scar. <laughs> oh, no, that could have been, that could have been an asp bite, <laughs> to be fair. I, uh, I like 363 has texted in on the subject of weird food. After, after trudging round a Thai festival... Uh, trying to find some food my wife would eat. We finally found some sausages. She took a bite, then screamed. It had what could only be described as squid tentacles sticking out of it. Hmm. <laughs> or it could just be tubes in meat, couldn't it? <laughs> I like it, though. No, I like the idea that you could take that home and uh, if you had a Thai submarine in the bath, you could reenact a scene from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I've not seen it. But, uh, <laughs> but it's attacked by, uh, submarines attacked by a giant sausage mm. at one point. Is it? All right. Well... Spoiler alert. Sort of. 
Is that another spoiler alert? I love that Alan's seen their films. He's like Pussy so, the Wild. I've seen them. some films. I'm calling it a banger alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's what went off in the submarine. <laughs> I had a question for you, Frank, because oh, uh, you... I love a quiz. In the, in, in the time I've been on this show, you've admitted several times to having a very poor sense of direction, oh, and God, there was yes. uh, once where I went to the wrong floor before we started, and you empathised rather than mocked, and I was pleased by that. Yes, I, I, I don't often take that option. Yeah, I no. was, that's why I was pleased, yeah. I wondered if you'd seen the story that uh, Paolo Di Canio was meant to run a li- little fun run and then start the firing pistol for a half marathon, took a wrong turn and completed the whole half marathon. <laughs> In his football boots with studs. I should have... No, he didn't. <laughs> but no, I he said... Said, he that said... could have happened. This... this I, I'm actually now doing a, a guest appearance on the Christian O'Connell show from two years ago. <laughs> I just can't find my way out of the station. <laughs> you see, I love Frank like a brother. I mean that. But orienteering... I love you like a brother. Oh, I don't know if that's so nice. OK. Frank, orienteering is not your strong suit. No. I, I mean, I have real problems, not just outdoors... I um, I was working at um, a, a production company last week and um, we were in this uh, office and I went to the toilet and I found the toilet thanks to the directions and when I come back I couldn't I couldn't work out how to get so I had to go to this lady at the desk and if you're asking where's the toilet that's fine but mm. where's the office I was working in before <laughs> it was something she didn't have the answer to <laughs> and she looked you know a bit um, awkward and then luckily I saw someone who, who I, I knew from our bit of the thing and, and, and she took me back and then I went to the toilet a second time and got lost again. No. And asked the same woman. And it just, I mean, she started to think I was a sex pest, I'm sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I was just wearing a pyjama jacket. <laughs> which is a habit I need to break. No, but it's so embarrassing and distressing. I, I, I don't have a clue. I can't even, I can't work out where I went wrong. It's terrifying. Yeah, you're useful to use as a reverse compass. I genuinely, when we <laughs> walk somewhere you. and you go left, I think it's obviously right. No, it's, it's so true. Unless we're on an airplane. The closest I have to empathise is when I, occasionally I will try and have a run when I'm in a hotel and, and I get lost oh, well, all the mean, time. What, oh, you want to be careful you don't run into someone with a big tray in the corridor. <laughs> I'm <laughs> often running out of hotel rooms. <laughs> But when you go running, like when you're away and you don't know where you are, oh, yeah. and then invariably I end up lost. And I think it's partly the shorts and T-shirt. I feel really juvenile. I feel really reduced when I have to go up to a stranger and go, excuse me, do you know where the hotel I'm standing there in my shorts and T-shirt. Well, they, they, they think you're a fleeting philanderer. Do they? You've had yeah. to get out of a bedroom window oh, in, no in your smalls. <laughs> no one's doing the walk of shame in running shorts <laughs> and trainers, are they? <laughs> well... It might be Daily Thompson. Might be. Yeah, yeah. No, he always wears a trackie. Oh, he does. Always, all the time. All occasions, even for a black tie. No, I was, I was, I was in a, a cab the other night. We came to the roundabout, literally outside my flat, and uh, I said, "It's right, just first exit." No, it isn't. It's the second exit. <laughs> when we when we got there, I can't, I can't visualise it. Do you know what I mean? That's weird. Isn't it? Paolo Di Canio, I oh. should say, gave me. I, th- I believe it was him that pushed the referee over, wasn't it? That yes. time, that was one of the most. I, I don't know if you know about that. Em. Mm. It was one of the most pleasurable things ever. <laughs> it's the only time I've seen a referee dive because he kind of just lightly pushed this bloke on the on the uh, on the chest, yeah. and the referee f- staggered back about four paces and then fell on his bomb, and it was. You know, referees you always, are always the kids who wet themselves at school. They're always the bullied, I think. Mm. And he was 
I think he'd had so... It was so on his hard drive that there'd be a kid kneeling down behind him when he was right. pushed. <laughs> that he fell over anyway. <laughs> you know, those sort of referees that come from places with two names, those are always the wettest ones. You know, like <laughs> Leighton Bossard. Stortford. If, if, it, if it's something like Mr Patrick Case from <laughs> Bishop Stortford, exactly, he's, he'll be a, he'll be a, a wetter. So, anyway... <laughs> I, I need to shut up. Um, if you want to uh, download Not The Weekend podcast, that will be available um, from Wednesday, and that's a completely different show. Give it a go. Next is Mark Crossley. I think we're just about done here. Thank you so much for listening. And um, if the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back next week at the same time. Goodbye. Absolute Radio with Frank Skinner.